Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two of a radio program we like to call Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Stranford, George Kurtz with you for the next hour leading up to college football today. You'll want to stay tuned for that as the guys get you ready for uh, the world of college football. 10 to, to 10 a.m. Uh, they'll be live here and uh, on the stream. So, as always, uh, we continue on talking about week number 10, getting a breakdown from George on plays here, Jaguars, Colts. Um, I think you make the right point, which team shows up for Jacksonville, which defense shows up. Uh, I'm not really sure that uh, from a DFS perspective, I really have any pieces from this contest. Um, It does seem as though the Colts have everyone healthy or at least mostly healthy from a a wide receiver perspective. Any love for a T.Y. Hilton or or some of these other guys who could uh, have some upside for the Colts if the the bad um, if the bad uh, Jacksonville Jaguars show up? Well, I have T.Y. in a couple of leagues. Uh, I'm starting him because I, I, I can't sit him. I can't uh, justify sitting him, but I'm not expecting much. I'm not. I think uh, Ramsey will do a decent job on him. Plus, Hilton, I assume he's over the hammy. Yeah, he's recovered from it, but he hasn't looked good really for the past month. So you're hoping the bye week allowed that to heal here. Now, both these teams are coming off a bye, so they should be somewhat healthy here. So uh, I'm starting him because I can't really – I can't justify not doing it. Not in my teams. Maybe you can in your league. But – I'm keeping my expectations in check. I think with T.Y., I'm going to need that big play. You know, to pay off fantasy-wise, I need that big play. Him to catch a 40-yard touchdown, something like that. That'll justify it. Other than that, you know, listen, you're starting Marlon Mack. He's a running back, too. He's another guy, though. Man, would it be nice to get off the injury report one week where I didn't have to worry about you from, uh, you know, Monday to Thursday and then find out on Friday you're going to play? He's always uh, always banged up, and I wonder if that's going to be a career thing with Marlon Mack because it's not built really to be that every down running back in the NFL. So that concerns me somewhat. I picked up Jack Doyle everywhere. He was available, uh, not because I needed a tight end. I didn't, just too good a player not to pick up, and I wasn't giving him to my competition for free. So uh, Jack Doyle is someone I have in a lot of leagues, not necessarily starting him, even though I think he'll be okay tomorrow. Maybe I think he might, might be the main target tomorrow for Andrew Luck. Once again, big target over the middle. I think Doyle takes over that starting job from Eric Ebron. Ebron was good earlier in this year, but I think now that Doyle's back and Doyle's healthy, he's proven in the past that he is Luck's BFF. He is, in fact, one to keep an eye on as this uh, season continues on. Good to see him healthy. And again, uh, this point in the year, everyone in the NFL is, is mostly healthy. I don't think there's anyone who's 100%, uh, but good to see the Colts coming off the bye with their offensive pieces here uh, intact, uh, which could make this uh, a, a intriguing game from a, a spread perspective, I think, and from an over-under perspective that I sitting at 46 and a half right now, uh, minus one in favor, um, sorry, minus three in favor of the Colts uh, at home here. Any love for a wager here? Anything that you think maybe it goes over, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this uh, 46.5 uh, over under? 
I'm not in love with the uh, the wagering line here at all. And when generally when I say that means I think they got it right. Right, I don't see anything here that says, hey, bet one side or the other here. Minus three, pretty much like you're giving the whole field advantage to the Colts, and I uh, I would agree there. I think this is a pretty even game here, both coming off that buy, so no one gets the advantage there. I mean, uh, no, I'm not touching it here. If I had to, generally when in doubt, i go with the home team. All right? I mean, that's a small play there, and I would think the under here, but I'm not loving it. I'm just not. I could see some uh, defensive touchdowns in this game. Uh, you know, Burrow's making that mistake, turning the ball over. And even if it's not touchdowns, maybe give, or maybe giving the ball away deep in uh, their own territory to make it easy touchdowns for the other team's offense. But bottom line is, I'm not touching it. But once again, you force me to, I'll take Indianapolis in the under. All right, and I did force you to. I appreciate uh, you coming with that uh, take. I kind of, this is one of those games that I think can go over. And uh, I agree with you. It feels like they're, they're uh, a, a pretty solid line here that seems in line, but I'm trying to find games that, uh, you know, exceed Vegas and maybe surprise some people. Uh, it is a lower total week here uh, with some of the matchups, uh, some of the better offenses against some not so great teams. So you have a, a lower total overall, but uh, this is one that looking at it and seeing um, the Jaguars could potentially have some struggles on defense. Uh, I think this could be, a bigger scoring game, and thus uh, now I look back, I may have some some pieces from that Colts offense in Daily Fantasy that uh, maybe get some upside and, and bring back. I don't know if it's Fournette, though. That's tough. I don't know who I would play uh, on the Jack Rose side if I'm trying to stack this game. I'll always stay away from it from a game stack perspective. But uh, nonetheless, uh, let's continue on as we talk through week number 10, uh, where you're done with uh, Colts and Jaguars. Uh, we have uh, Cardinals and Chiefs up next. Kansas City, have you looked at this? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, have you uh, looked at this line as of yet, George? 17. It's amazing. 17. They, they want you to bet on Arizona. They want you to. Mm-hmm. They're begging you to. You know, and I still can't do it. Uh, Arizona's coming up a buy, too. I mean, everything's pointing to take the plus 17. Everything. Uh, but, uh, it's at home. It's in KC. They're scoring points by the truckload. If it was in Arizona, I think I could. Uh, I might be able to take the 17 points. It's in KC though. <sighs> I mean, I mean, Dan, they're begging you to. And yeah, I like. I love to take the points in these situations, even though I bit it last week when I took Buffalo on the points. Uh, I, I still can't do. It. I'm sorry, I can't bet against KC right now. I think they they're gonna score 40. So I mean, if you take the 17, do you think the Cardinals can score at least 24? I don't know if they can. Yeah, even though I think they will have some success on offense tomorrow. Because, you know, I think uh, Fitzgerald looks like he's completely healthy now. Had the big game last week. He looks like he's back into the flow of things. Christian Kirk, I think, is an interesting fantasy play tomorrow. Johnson, of course, you're starting, even though I understand they really haven't figured out a way to get him the ball yet. And it sounds all roses for Arizona, but the bottom line is, can they stop KC at all? I mean, at all. And no one else has. Cardinals are an okay defense. They're not a bad defense, but they're not, you know, it's not the 86 Bears here either. No, uh, I think of you once again. I don't think I'd have the nuts to put 17 down, but uh, if I had to, it would be KC here. Uh, I just think that, once again, that right now this is a runaway train. And I don't know if NFL has figured out, if anyone's figured out, how to really truly slow them down. Denver has sort of done it, slowed them down, but really not not even completely yet. I'll take KC in the over. It's a... <laughs> 17, minus 16 and a half, I'm seeing as a live number, uh, but still a gigantic one. 49 and a half as the over under. Um, I am playing David Johnson in DFS this week. Um, 
one, obviously they're going to be trailing, so they're going to have to throw the ball. So I'm hoping that they get uh, him as a, a pass catcher uh, to be a viable option. And uh, 6800 over there on DraftKings is just a price point. I know he's disappointed. I know this offense has been bad, um, but uh, that price point is one that I'll try to exploit a little bit. Probably have uh, David Johnson, Aaron Jones, and a lot of my starting uh, lineup construction. I haven't fully made lineups as of yet, but I do really like uh, David Johnson as uh, a potential on the uh, Colonel side. From uh, a DFS perspective, are you starting with Mahomes again? Is this another week where just start with Mahomes and move on from there? Or, or do you feel as though um, this Colonel's defense is okay enough uh, that we may not see the explosive numbers from Holmes, just, you know, the pedestrian 350 yards and three touchdowns? I mean, listen, fan, uh, DFS-wise, nothing, nothing changes. I start with Mahomes. I think I said this last week. I don't have a, cho- I don't have a choice right now. I don't like taking the plays, the obvious plays. You know, generally I do want to take some. Uh, you know, I want low ownership on people, but he's throwing. That's a bad game for him. Three fifty and three touchdowns seems to be a bad game for him. <laughs> I mean, I got to start with Mahomes and go from there. I don't. I don't feel like I have a choice here. Yeah, I, I just don't. I think. Uh, you know, for a while there for me, it was start Mahomes, start Thielen, start Gurley. Now, I stayed away from Thielen last week because I wasn't surprised without Diggs. Once Diggs was out, that Thielen was going to have a tough game here. Gurley had his worst game last week, and he still had a touchdown and 19 fantasy points. Uh, I don't think Seattle's going to be able to really do much against him this week. So I think, once again, I'm starting Mahomes, I'm starting Gurley, and I'll work from there. We will see how uh, roster construction comes together uh, with those two players as uh we talked through this one. Uh, obviously, just gigantic upside for the Chiefs each and every week. It's an obvious uh, moment where uh, no reason to stay away, per se. But uh, let's go from this game, George, uh, to next, talking Bills and Jets. <laughs> oh, the NFL, uh, what you do to us. Uh, the New York Jets are a minus seven, minus seven. Favorite over the Bills. Uh, it will be the Nathan Peterman experience again uh, this week in Buffalo. Derek Anderson out. Uh, Josh Allen making his way back uh, potentially uh, from that elbow issue. The Jets uh, have Sam Darnold in a walking boot, a sprained foot. I still haven't seen where it happened or when it happened. I don't know if that note came out at any point. Um, and I haven't seen as of yet. Is Darnold going to be active? I know they were making mention that uh, he might be active for this game as the backup, but we're going to get Josh McCown uh, back under center for New York. This is going to be an ugly football game, George, Uh, but there might be some uh, fantasy pieces here. Uh, Anything worthwhile on this contest for you? No. (laughs) How about no? I mean, the worst part about this is you have to watch it. I mean, living in New York, but this game will be on the, uh, you know, CBS, so we're going to have to watch this game. I have three TVs, but, uh, you know, two of those TVs have to have the static game, uh, a local game here. and uh, So I have to watch this game. It'll be on the, the TV that's furthest away from my eyesight that I could possibly find. Because <laughs> this game's going to set football back a couple of decades. I mean, oh, this is a game I, I wish there was a, ba- if there was a baseball hockey game on at the same time. We'd be watching that instead of this game. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be brutal. I mean, uh, I don't know how Nathan Peterman uh, is still in the NFL. I don't. And I don't want to, you know, you don't want to beat up on the player, but he's terrible. And he really is terrible. I don't know what they've ever seen in him to make him think that he's a, uh, could possibly be an NFL quarterback. So, um, Shane Donald's not playing in this game. Maybe he could have done something. Uh, but, you know, Buffalo's defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and maybe more than pretty good. You know, they they they're this is a good defense that could actually win some games for you, and maybe they can pull it out tomorrow. But the bottom line is this: with Peterman at quarterback for Buffalo, assuming he does start, there's no one I want him, including McCoy. Because Peterman is not scaring anybody. It's pretty much like you and me behind center there. We're not going to scare anybody with throwing the ball down the field. So they're going to load up and gang up on McCoy. So I understand maybe you have to put him in as a flex. Maybe you don't have a choice here. But if I had a decent player, I'm going in another direction over McCoy tomorrow. I just don't see anything there. Jets have a, de- uh, a good defense themselves. Uh, so on the Jets side, um, McCown's a quarterback. You're certainly not starting him. Uh, Crowell, except the, Buffalo's a decent defense. Crowell's more of a flex play for me, low end running back too. Uh, receivers and Nunez, Robbie, they're all flex plays. There's nobody. Bottom line is this: there's nobody I want to get into my lineup tomorrow. It really comes down to I, there's no one else I can put in. You know, okay, I'm gonna have to go to these guys because I don't think much is gonna come out of this. Where you're going to get good fantasy points from anybody here. Uh, what, what was the Jets-Miami score last week? 13-6. No oh, touchdown yeah. except for a defensive touchdown. That wouldn't shock me in the least. And DST. You need a, a DST this week. I mean, at one point, it was to take the Jets and the Bills. Now it's really just the Jets because I think McCallum actually might do some damage. A little bit of damage here. But with Donald in there, you could probably could have counted on a couple of turnovers there. But the Jets are actually a very good, in my mind, a top five DST this week, and they should be picked up there in your league. And you need, especially if you need a streamer here. If you have any doubts about your DST, you should be grabbing the Jets this week. It's going to be, and you make mention of uh, the fact that in in the New York area, you have to watch this game. Uh, I will have to watch this game because I root for one of the teams, unfortunately, but. Um, it's going to be an ugly one. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Robbie Anderson, doubtful this week. Uh, some people wanted to say, well, McCown and Anderson had chemistry last year, and this could be a big week for Anderson. Well, I don't think we're going to find out simply because of the injury. Uh, you do have Quincy Anunmo back, and uh, I guess Jermaine Curse is going to be the other wide receiver here. Uh, nothing really worthwhile, I don't think, in this game that uh, other than uh, some uh, opportunity to, to try some beverages while watching it because I think I'm going to need them. Uh, because it's going to be bad. Yeah, these are adult beverages, that's for that, sure. That's a, that is the implication there. My friend going to figure out how to uh, drown the old uh, sorrows when it comes to being a Jets fan. But at least I'm not a Giants fan, so there's that. Um, Washington, <laughs> uh, I'd obviously take Super Bowl wins at some point in my lifetime, but uh, nonetheless, Sam Darnold or bust at this point. Washington at Tampa Bay is up next. It's the Buccaneers and the Redskins. Uh, this Redskins offensive line continues to uh, deal with injuries. Uh, obviously, that's going to be a concern coming into this game for the running backs. I believe Chris Thompson uh, already ruled out uh, for Week 10, if I do remember correctly. Uh, what do you got here, George? Is this uh, offensive pieces from the Tampa Bay side? Or are they full go? Um, how do you see this one shaking out? All right. Uh, how I... How do I see this one shaking out here? Cha-ching is pretty much how I see this uh, shaking out here. I mean, uh, I think it was Bill Bonwell of ESPN pointed out some of the stats on this Tampa Bay defense that could prove it's one of the worst pass defenses ever. Uh, it, it is that bad here. The problem is, well, Washington doesn't really have a lot to take advantage of. Right? I mean, Alex Smith, who are you starting him over? I mean, how bad would your quarterback one have to be to put Alex with over him this week? So I don't know if I'm going there. Washington also has, what, three, at least three members of their, their offensive line out, maybe four. Mm-hmm. You know, even a bad defense is going to take advantage of that. I don't know if Adrian Peterson can get started, again, started tomorrow. And the problem is also this. If it, it takes scoring points, that takes Peterson out anyway. 
because he's not, not going to be a big time. They're not going to be able to run the ball. They've got to throw the ball stay in this game. So there's a lot of intriguing things going on here tomorrow. Uh, you look at Washington. Uh, and under the radar picket would be Maurice Harris, who had a big game last week. Yep. Once again, Jamison Crowder looks iffy, last I've checked, when he's going to play. We know Richardson's on IR. Doxon hasn't done anything. No, he's very been very quiet. So Harris could be a nice sneaky pickup uh, for you to play this week against this bad Buccaneers uh, secondary. He did have what twelve catches for 124 yards last week or something silly like that. Came out of nowhere to to to, to do this damage. So I think Harris could have another big game here if Crowder plays tomorrow. This may be more of a DFS play than anything else, but he might be somebody I have to put in my lineup just because once again bad 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 defense. Uh, that he's going to get his opportunity. So I think Tampa Bay is going to score points here. You know, while Atlanta put up 350 yards versus, uh, via the pass versus Washington last week against what's supposed to be a good Washington pass defense at home. I mean, you say what you want about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I agree with everything you're going to say negatively about him. He is really a good, a very good backup. He's going to make his mistakes, but the volume is going to be there. Right? He's going to throw the ball. So Tampa Bay, once again, starting. Obviously, starting uh, Evans. Fitzpatrick is the top 10 for me again. You know, Godwin has to be in consideration. Deshaun Jackson has to be in consideration. Howard is by easily a top 10 tight end. Next segment, we will take your phone calls. 844-843-6879. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz. It's Fantasy Sports Day right here on FNTSY Radio. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Halfway through the NFL season, DailyRoto.com's NFL Optimizer has already produced millions of winnings for its subscribers, including multiple winners in the hundreds of thousands and a $1 million winner. With the NBA in full swing, the DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available and subs are crushing in nightly basis there. If you're hooked, you can now buy the DailyRoto.com Elite Package, giving you access year-round to the suite of successful tools and projections that DailyRoto.com subscribers have been using to print money in NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. And when you sign up for the Elite Package, you'll get the new NFL betting tools they've rolled out, including against the spread, money line, game totals, and player props. So head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. If you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, you're going to love it. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. Uh, I'm with you on Tampa Bay here, George, and, and I just... Can Alex Smith throw it to where the the defense, you know, the secondary is? Like, Can he get it downfield to take advantage of a bad secondary? I don't know. He's... I, I don't believe in Smith. I know he's had some big weeks uh, at times uh, this season, but I uh, can't really get uh, get there. I, I probably won't have much uh, of him. Uh, we do go to the phones, and the phones are open. Don't forget here on Fantasy Sports Today, Dan Shaver, George Kurtz, and Kenny uh, from Philly. You're on with Dan and George. How you doing today? How you doing, Dan? Uh, how you doing, Georgie? 
What's going on, Ken? So shocking to hear from you on a Saturday morning. I know, right? It's, it's amazing. How about that? How about Julio Jones finally getting in? I mean, they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. When I'm Julio Jones getting in the end zone, man. That was a... <laughs> I'm sure they don't want to hear about it anymore either. Just like we didn't want to hear about it. I'm sure that, you know it gets the monkey off their back now. Pretty much. Hey, George, you're on fire this morning, man. You're taking all my plays here. You got the the Jets defense is a freaking lock this week. And if he plays, y'all was talking about Alex Smith. I, I, it's it's crazy because I I love Jamison Crowder and I actually like either Vernon Davis or maybe Jordan Reed, but you can't play Alex. I, I can't press the button. I can't press the button for Alex Smith, man. I think that's the problem for all of us, Kenny. I think just the way you put it, I I just can't, I can't make that move. I I can't put Smith in my lineup either, even though everything tells you that, you know, Tampa Bay, I said mention, Bill Barnwell of ESPN went uh, all the stats that Tampa Bay's past defense is maybe the worst ever. And I still can't put Alex Smith in my lineup. It's not just him. It's the offensive line. It's a lack of great receivers, too. But it's also, it's, it's Alex Smith. All right, I got two. All right, I got two revenge games here. One of them, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be all over. But uh, of course, uh, we got Djax playing against Washington, so I'll have him in a couple of lineups. Uh, and the other one is, is, of course, Deion Lewis. Of course, he's he's been on a tear here, and I think he's going to, you know, uh, we got the revenge factor here. And I mean, in order to get off, since we don't want to play Alex Smith, what you do is you you'll put Crowder maybe in the lineup, and then put Jordan Reed or Vernon Davis in other lineups instead of trying to sack the game. I know that's what we want to do, but. If we can still get the players and the points, that's all that really matters here. And in order to get, you know, the if you're going to go big time at quarterback, like, you know, uh, Tom Brady, of course, you can probably pair him with a Gordon uh, with all the injuries and all that, and then just put Deion Lewis on the other side. So, But uh, this week for my Saints, I'm thinking there's going to be a heavy run game. I don't say there's doing a lot of passing outside, so mm-hmm. maybe you might want to throw Mark Ingram in the, in, in the mix with uh, – uh, because, you know, he fumbled last week, and, you know, Sean Payton was mad at him. And last time Sean Payton was mad at him, I think he had, like, 150 yards and two touchdowns. So, and then, like I said, it's going to be outside. So, I'm actually going to pivot off of Kamar and go Ingram. And then, you know, the other, other uh, three top running backs, I'm actually going to try to get two or three of them in there. You know, Hunt, Gordon, and, uh, and Gurley or whatever. Sure. I'm liking Gordon, but, you know, you got uh, uh, for the blowout uh, for, uh, for blow factor, I'm playing the Raiders and with uh, – the uh, guy behind him, whatever, might might take some carries or whatever. So, um, Eckler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Eckler, yeah, Eckler. I actually like Mitchell Trubisky. I'm going to pay down here, to, here this week at quarterback. I like Trubisky and uh, T B, uh, Brady, of course, and everybody going to be all over Rivers and you know San Diego versus Oakland or whatever. So, uh, what do you guys think? I think I like Trubisky a lot as uh, maybe a, an underowned uh, middle of the pack uh, quarterback this week. Uh, I like the Ingram call. I I hadn't really gone there just simply because um, there are other running backs I like, but I do think uh, I was talking about it before outside. It's a little bit of a different team and uh, you're, you're going to have, yep. have to run the ball a little bit more. So I like that call getting Ingram into some lineups uh, and definitely think there's some it's touchdown equity there. This, this week, there isn't any, any for sure plays like, uh, you guys are touching on uh, Cleveland. I mean, uh, Kansas City and Arizona. I'm, I, I wouldn't test that spread. You remember when Buffalo and Minnesota the spread was 16 points, and you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't see that happening in Kansas City, but I would actually play Kansas City's defense actually. So it's like a, I mean, it's a, it's a smorgasbord of, of, of players this week. I mean, I'm all over the running backs. Mixon, I'll have them in versus my Saints. Of course, I, I think in order for oh, 
I know that, I'm in order for the Bengals to win. Unfortunately, this guy that has hands for feet will have to be an asset, and that's unfortunately what's the uh, got a guy for the Bengals, uh, uh, Ross. We don't do good against those small, speedy receivers sure. kind of guys. So he he's actually been cleared to play. So in order for them to even have a chance, I think he'll have to be effective. And like I said, he's cheap one. He's cheap over one DK. Uh, the only other thing, oh, oh the defense, uh, Jacksonville, the Jets, the Bears, of course, Kansas City, and outside, shout out to New Orleans, outside, playing against Andy Dalton. So that's all I got, guys. I know you guys got to continue with the show. I'll be listening, fellas. Kenny, Thank we you. I appreciate the. Uh, We're going to have to get you a sponsor for your segment here, man. We're going to have to figure it out. uh, (laughs) Thanks for calling in, man. We'll talk to you again uh, probably next week, I would assume, during Week 11 talk. Uh, We go back to the phones. uh, As Kenny goes, we go back to Pennsylvania. And it's Mike from Pennsylvania on with Dan and George. Fantasy Sports Day, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Dan and George? Good. Got one quick question for you. I got to start two of the three running backs that I'm going to name. Sony Michelle. Tevin Coleman, and Marlon Mack. Who do I sit? I I would be sitting Michelle most likely, but George, what do you got? You know, I've gotten uh, several questions this week uh, that are just like this. Uh, It's it's funny. Uh, And they've all involved Michelle and two other good running backs here. And as Dan said, I'm sitting Michelle, and the only reason I'm doing it is you have two good backs other than uh, Michelle. Why take the chance that he doesn't play a full complement of snaps or gets re-injured or anything like that? I do think he's the best back out of these three, but in this situation, coming back from injury, and it's also a a good match, not a good match against Tennessee, I don't see a reason why you need to gamble here. I'll go with Coleman and Mack. Hey, sounds great. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. Uh, call back uh, again in hey, the future. Thank you, guys, man. Good luck in uh, week number 10. All right. Uh, I think Georgie nailed it. Why take the risk? Um, and it's funny you say, why gamble? Well, we're gambling every week. But, hey, a little bit of a different gamble. <laughs> Uh, let's continue. Yeah, I, I'm generally risk averse at fantasy. I, I, I don't take too many chances. Not when, not when I have good options. And he has Coleman, big game last week. Marlon Mack, you should be starting here every week anyway. Uh, I know it's not the greatest matchup for him either here, but that's generally the way I look at things here. Michelle, I think, is the best back out of this trio, but I don't like the, I don't like the roll of dice if I don't have to. Yep, I'm right there with you. I'm, I tend to be a very uh, low-risk owner when it comes to fantasy. Try to find the, the best floor possible and go from there. Uh, when it comes to season long, especially D- DFS, obviously uh, a bit of a different uh, horse of a different color, as uh, you might say. Let's continue on in our game by game. I believe we finally made it to the four o'clocks. Uh, let's see, Colonel. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Chargers and Raiders. You're Kenny talking about that one. Uh, another double digit uh, spread here uh, with minus 10 of uh, Chargers, Raiders. Raiders are one and seven. They're going nowhere fast. A 50 over under uh, Chargers pieces, obviously, are full go. Do you see anything from the Raiders' side or, or anything to uh, make you feel like sitting someone from the Chargers? What, what do you got in this matchup? Oh, this is another game where if you have a Charger on your roster and you're not starting him, why is he on your roster? I mean, really, why? Uh, who aren't you starting on the Chargers? Rivers goes. He should have a big game. Uh, Gordon obviously goes. Allen obviously goes. Tyrell Williams has to go for me here. Uh, I understand. Tyrell Williams is interesting. If you don't look into his numbers, you think he's, oh, wow, automatic. Well, not really. Yes, he has four touchdowns in his last three games, but they're coming on. Pretty much every target is in the end zone. He's catching it for a touchdown. Other than that, he's not doing much. Right. Between once again, he, he's a big play target there, and he's catching all those targets, four touchdowns. But he's not, it's not like he's being targeted nine times a game or catching seven passes. He's not. So be careful here, but I can't set him against the Raiders. 
I can't do it. Mike Williams is in consideration here as well. Even though, once again, he's almost the same problem, but less, uh, even less targets than Tyrell Williams. But what if he's on your, uh, your roster? Yeah, I'm going with him here. The Raiders don't want to win. You know, they, they don't. They're playing for that number one pick. You know, they maybe grab uh, a top quarter, uh, quarterback in Holbert if, they, if they're lying about believing in Carr, which I think they are. Yeah. You know, they, they don't want to win a game here. They really don't. You know, they're, big, uh, they're big 49ers fans on Monday night to knock the Giants out of the race for that number one pick. So, uh, like I said, there's, I'm starting all my Chargers. The Raiders, I mean, once starting running back, you may have to start Doug Martin. I probably still like Jalen Richard more because of PPR. You'll catch the ball. They'll be trailing. They're going to have to throw the ball here. Uh, I don't know if I trust any of their wide receivers. You want to start Nelson? It really comes down to what else you have. The volume will be there. They're going to have to throw. You know, like I said, I think they'll be trailing by multiple points here. I'm laying the points here. I'll give the 10.5 and, and take the charges here. So they're going to have to throw the ball here. But that doesn't make me like Nelson or Bryant all that much more. Once again, it comes down to who else you have on your roster here. I could see Nelson being a flex in a PPR league. But as we've seen each and every week, just because they throw the ball more doesn't mean these guys are going to get good fantasy points. They seem to be up, down, up, down. You don't know what you're going to get here, which is not shocking. Bad team. Not shocking at all as we talk through. Uh, it's. I think they have to take a quarterback, right? I, I, I don't see how this team moves forward with the situation there under center. And, and I think a lot of it's because of Gruden and how bad they've been. But I just... You have to go tabula rasa here. You have to clear the slate and, and move on uh, with the way they've been playing. Obviously, I guess the Giants are the threat, right, to take a quarterback if they get the first pick. So it might be a little bit of a uh, a race to the bottom well, here. Giants are, Giants are definitely taking a quarterback, right? They, they can't pass up on a quarterback again. Imagine. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I wish they, I hope they would, but I, they can't. My God, they can't. Right. I mean, maybe there's like a left tackle would, that, be, that they can draft. Um, it would be great theater, great theater in New York if they passed on it again. But no, I think. Uh, the, but the one thing about the Raiders, I think I've talked to you about this before. And once it, you'd have to assume, uh, believe that Gruden truly believes in Gar, Carr, right. and I don't think he does. So I think he is taking a quarterback if he gets the number one. But if they didn't, they would certainly trade out of it to a team that does want to take him. And that would be multiple more number. Right. I mean, they could easily have eight number one picks in three years. Yep. You know that easily, but they got the, the picks from the uh, the Lions, the picks from uh, the Bears, pick from the Cowboys, and the, whatever new team they traded with, they could easily have eight number. So they could, but that is if you truly believe in Derek Carr as your franchise quarterback. And I don't. I think Gruden is saying all the right things here, but in the end, I think he knows. Uh, you know, Carr's not the man, and whoever they drafted number one this year would be their quarterback right. going into Vegas. That makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, let's uh, any interest in this over under or the spread? I mean, minus ten is again a pretty big number to to get on here. But uh, is this one that uh, piques your interest at all? Yeah, because I think the Chargers wipe them out. I, mean, I, I think the, I'll, I'll lay the points here. I'll take the Chargers here. The over under at fifty. That's a little tougher for me because you just don't know what Raiders team you're going to get. I mean, right. Nick Mullins lit this lit this team up last week. Nick Mullins, you know, come on. That's a joke. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't know what the Raiders are going to show up. They didn't show up against the uh, the 49ers, and that's a technically a rivalry game in Bay Area. Both teams like Giants and Jets when they, when they play together, right? And yet they just still didn't show up. So I, I don't trust the Raiders at all here. Uh, I wouldn't touch the over-under. I do think the Chargers could easily score 37-38 all on their own. Even the 40s wouldn't shock me here. So I'm not asking much from the Raiders here, but that's how much I still don't trust the Raiders, even though I think the Chargers are scoring 
35 minimum. I don't know if the Raiders can score 17, 18 points right. to, uh, to make that over uh, the over come in here. No, so I'm not touching the over under, but I'll lay 10 and a half. It is uh, trying to project any sort of offense here for the Raiders is a little bit difficult. The Chargers defense isn't uh, great, but they've been really solid. Uh, they've had some uh, injuries and some pieces that uh, move in and out, but I, I can't see the Raiders putting up more than 10 points. I just think they're that bad right now. Um, and I just don't see it as a, a big upside. So I'm with you on uh, staying away from the over-under. Obviously, uh, stranger things have happened. I don't want to bet the under here uh, in any way, but uh, we'll stay away from the, the total. Uh, but uh, minus 10 is a big number, too. I don't know if I'm going to get on board there, but I do uh, think it'll be a, a fun game to watch for Chargers fans and for fantasy owners. Uh, Philip Rivers will probably be very popular when it comes to daily fantasy. One more 4 p.m. game, realizing I, I did the Dolphins-Packers uh, early before, but... Uh, one more 4 p.m., and that's Seahawks and Rams. Uh, the Rams are minus nine here. They are 8-1 now on the year, obviously losing last week to New Orleans. Um, Seahawks 4-4, four and four, sort of fighting for their lives here, uh, trying to keep uh, hope alive for a potential uh, berth into the playoffs via the wild card. The Rams have a lot of pieces here, and uh, each week I wonder how they're going to feed everybody, and yet uh, it seems like... Uh, it's done over and over again. The way McVay runs this offense is just a, a delight to watch uh, for the, the National Football League. On the other side, the Seahawks really trying to just be a running team. And that means uh, the likes of Mike Davis are getting uh, tons of carries. Um, what do you got here? Is this a, a matchup that you like from the Seattle side? Do you think there's some upside uh, to a, a Doug Baldwin or, or a Russell Wilson? Or do you see this as a, only a, a game to roll out your Los Angeles Rams zones? Well, Seattle's banged up. Right? Chris Carson, uh, probably not going to play 50-50 at best, but he didn't practice all week. I don't think he plays. Uh, Baldwin now has a was a groin injury now he came up with uh, last week. So uh, you wonder if that hampers him. He doesn't, doesn't have an injury designation, so that's a good sign here. But ball, uh, groin, knee, uh, certainly scary somewhat uh, going in there. I mean, you're starting Russell Wilson. They're going to have to throw the ball a ton. And Wilson did run some last week there, right? Mm -hmm. Finally, he got 41 yards on the ground here, so he took off a little bit. That's what we need from him fantasy-wise. And I think he has to do that again. I think the Rams score almost at will in this game. I mean, Seattle defense has not been poor, and they've actually been better against the pass than the run. That's strange coming in. Uh, not that we thought they'd be bad against the run, but we thought they'd be poor against the pass. You know, losing all Richard Sherman and all the other guys they lost in the Legion of Boom, Earl Thomas, obviously, after the season. We thought they'd have issues against the pass. Um, I'm sure they will on Sunday because mm -hmm. everyone has issues against the Los Angeles passing game. Uh, I'm starting everybody on my Rams. I mean, that, and that's every week, by the way. You really don't need to ask that. We, uh, we know that. The, the Seahawks are more interesting. Mike Davis, I'd prefer, over uh, Chris Carson this week pretty easily here. The passing game, I mean... If Baldwin plays, yeah, you're probably starting him, but I'm worried about him. I've dropped him to wide receiver three, flex category because of the injuries, because I'm not sure he can play the entire game, won't make the entire game. Right. If he was healthy, he'd be a wide receiver two because I think the volume will be there. Tyler Lockett, you know, he had a big first game against this team, so you're hoping he does it again here, catches a long touchdown. It's a possibility. They're going to have to put the ball up in the air an awful lot. Yep, I'm, on, I'm with you on uh, Mike Davis this week. I think it's a spot that uh... – I think you're going to at least have to take a look at, and I think Brandon Cooks is the, the wide receiver that has the biggest week for the Los Angeles Rams. But honestly, you could see Copper Woods uh, easily exceed that. But I, I like Cooks the most out of all of them. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, uh, in our final segment, uh, their Sunday night game. It's one to talk about against the Philadelphia Eagles. Playoffs on the line. Playoffs. 
Anyway, we'll be back uh, right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Plenty still to talk about as we talk through uh, any wagers that we may have missed along the way and talk some daily fantasy as well as this Sunday night football game, Cowboys at Eagles. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz, talking with you about Week 10 in the NFL right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. This song doesn't get the the blood pump in there, George. I don't know what song's going to for you on uh, any given day. Uh, is this part of your? Yeah, I know you're a gym guy. Do you, you work out with with music on? Is this a song that makes its way into your rotation? I do work out with music on, and it is a song that makes its way into my rotation, of course. Uh, once again, I'm a Yankee fan as well, so that certainly helps there. It, uh, it does. Uh, obviously, the great Mariano Rivera used to uh, run in from the bullpen to this uh, song to close out Yankee games. To you youngins who, who may not know who I'm kidding. I know you guys know who Mo Rivera is. Let's close out our show by talking about your Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, looking at uh, 40, what do we got? 43 and a half here as our uh, over under uh, implied totals of 25.5 for the Eagles, 18 for the Dallas Cowboys, minus seven and a half uh, for the Eagles. The spread. Uh, listen, this is an intriguing game to me, George. I know it is for you as a fan. You're hoping that uh, some magic happens and the, the Cowboys can figure some things out. Or maybe you're not. You're looking for better draft picks. I don't know. But um, what, what do you got here? Traded the draft pick away, Dan. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's my bad. That's really bad. <laughs> so you're hoping they're winning at this point. Um, there, there are trade implications, guys who've come in, obviously on both teams here uh, over the course of the year. What do, you, what do you got here? Is this one that, uh, at least from an Eagles standpoint, you're, you're intrigued to see what Golden Tate does? What, what do you got in this contest? Well, first, let me go on my little rant about the NFL and their scheduling. Uh, and this is not because I'm a Cowboy fan. I believe the Cowboys would be lucky to win five, six games uh, total this season. Uh, but the NFL and its infinite wisdom, let's have a big divisional game. And this is well, before the season started, this was considered to be a big divisional game. Mm-hmm. Dallas was supposed to be in uh, you know, a chance to win the division. Let's have a big divisional game be, being played after one team has a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. So they'll go on the road the next week against a team coming off a bye week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, once again, this is idiotic to me in the NFL. You don't have a divisional game with one, one of these teams coming up a bye week. It's inherently unfair. And then the other team played on Monday night, so they're coming up a short week. How does this make any sense? And listen, I know in the NFL they don't care about anything. You know, if they did, they wouldn't have Thursday night games. I get it. But once again, how does this make any sense? This could easily be avoided. 
easily be avoided. Divisional games should never be played where one team's coming off a short week. I agree with that. And it certainly shouldn't be played where one team's coming off a bye week. That's just idiotic. That's inherently unfair here. Uh, and once again, I'm not, it's not, there'll be other instances besides the Cowboys. I'm sure this is not the first time this has happened this year and probably not going to be the last either, right. knowing the NFL. But uh, that being said, uh, Cowboys have all sorts of issues here. Uh, I mean, listen, we all know this. They're They're badly coached. You know, Jerry Jones is the uh, shouldn't be involved with the team anywhere near as much as he is. Is the uh, whoever sold him the bill of goods that they were going to be okay this year with the wide receivers coming into the season that they had and no tight end? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I mean, uh, that that's, that pretty much tells you all you need to know about the Cowboys and their offensive uh, everything that's going on there. Uh, Dak Prescott, I'll say it again, he's not the man. I mean. He is the definition of someone who needs everything to go well around him to perform well. Sure. It did in year one. It didn't last year. It hasn't this year. He makes nobody better. Nobody's better with Dak Prescott. And that's, it's sad, but that's the way it is. He's not. He can be a competent NFL quarterback if everything else is working around him, if the running game's working, if maybe more importantly, the offensive line is working. And the offensive line for the Cowboys hasn't worked all year. Is it because Travis, Travis Frederick is out? Maybe. But he's not coming back. So it's not going to work. You know, Ezekiel Elliott's been I, – I've never been truly sold that he's this great back. I, mean, I, think, I think he's a very good back, but not great anyway. But, uh, you know, he hasn't really done – over the uh, moments here and there, he hasn't had the big season. Cooper's there now, which will help, right. and it should help. And the play-action pass game should work here. But the bottom line is this. They have too many holes to fill. Dallas is not a good team here. You look at their schedule. Think about this. They're, what, 3-5 and five at Philadelphia, at Atlanta. That's the next two games. You're staring at three and seven. Yep. Then you play Washington at home on Thanksgiving. Nah, that's a winnable game. And then you're at New Orleans. You're at four and eight. Philadelphia again, four and nine. <laughs> and then you finish off with uh, an easier schedule, easier, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, and New York. But even you're not winning all three of those games. Maybe you win two of the three. So you're at six and ten. And you, you, Dallas is staring at a six and ten season. Yeah, you said it. And uh, you traded away that number one pick. If they fall flat on their faces, it could be 5-11. and 11. That could be a top-10 pick. You just trade it away for Amari Cooper. You can say all you want, all you want about how you're definitely going to pick a receiver first round of a draft anyway, and Cooper's better than anybody right. else. But you you weren't taking someone like Amari Cooper. I mean, Jordan, you can say that. that. You fall. shouldn't. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's... It's Dallas. Yeah, they might have done it anyway. Amazing. You know, but uh, bo- bottom line is I think, I think Philadelphia ha- doesn't have much of a problem. Sunday night against the Cowboys. They co- they are coming over by. They're fresh. They're healthy. I think the only curiosity here is how they work Golden right. Tate into that Absolutely. offense. You know, everybody, everyone is assuming that Tate's going to, uh, you know, wipe out the Cowboys because he, he always did when he was with Detroit. And that's true. But, you know, Zach Ertz patrols that middle, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Detroit didn't have that. They didn't have that tight end. So is, uh, is it still going to be Ertz and Tate's going to run different routes or vice versa? So are they going to cannibalize each other? So I wonder how that's going to work in this game. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's curious to see how they're going to work that out. And, of course, the run game for Philadelphia. Ugh, Jamal Adams, Clement, Smallwood. Good luck there. If I had to pick one, Dan, it would be Jamal Adams. But I say that with no amount of confidence. And that's uh, another uh, injury there with Darren Sproles uh, aggravating, uh, what was it, a hamstring during practice uh, out. And uh, just a, a rough year for Sproles uh, when it comes to injuries. But uh, one less back, we have to guess, amongst uh, when playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Any interest in this uh, 7.5 uh, line uh, for minus 7.5 line for the Eagles or the over-under at 43.5? 
Well, I can't touch the over on because I'm not I'm, I'm not so sure about the Cowboys mm-hmm. offense. Uh, if I had to, it would be the over. You know, I think that once again, I think Philadelphia's going to score 27 to 28 points. So can Dallas score 14 to 17, which is probably what I'll need here. Maybe. You know, that's just sad. That I'm, I'm worried about the Cowboys scoring 14 to 17. We're not talking about a great Philadelphia defense. Good. Mm-hmm. It's not great. They should be able to score 14 to 17, but I can't trust the Cowboys. I would lay the points. I think, I said, I think Philadelphia wins this game easy. So I think this is, this is one of those games where – Let's say I took Philadelphia on the over. Uh, the only way I think I can lose is if uh, you know Dallas gets a late garbage time touchdown. Sure. You know, and then they they get the which might get me the over and cost me the seven and a half. I can see that happening to me. Well, one gets me one, but I lose the other here. But I like Philadelphia on the over. A little uh, hedging, maybe separate bets uh, rather than the same ticket uh, to to make sure you cover off on that. Uh, I, I'm not really interested in this game other than it being the NFC East. Uh, so usually they are better contests, just uh, the way these games shake out. But you make a great point about the scheduling, which I hadn't noticed um, that that's pretty asinine from the NFL that you'd have uh, one team coming off a, a bye and uh, the other team coming off a short week never uh, works out that well. Don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour, college football today. You'll want to stay tuned for that. Uh, my Scarlet Knights are playing Michigan today and will lose by about 70, I would assume. Uh, it's I think the line was at 39 or 33, some insane line. I'm taking Michigan all the way. Um, I see them just running up the score on Rutgers, and uh, it's going to be an ugly, ugly, ugly game. It's an ugly season uh, for the Scarlet Knights, but uh, I digress. Uh, Let's talk through some DFS. Uh, Touch on any wagers, George, that you have booked or that you are looking forward to doing so, uh, and then we'll uh, turn it over to the College Football Today, guys. So uh, don't forget... Uh, we are with you every week here, uh, Saturday morning, 8 to 10 on uh, Fantasy Sports Day, the weekend edition. And you can always find George over on Twitter, at George Kurtz, myself, at Dan Strafford. Uh, so let's talk wagers first, then we'll transition into daily fantasy here. Uh, anything that we didn't touch on or anything as we go through the show, uh, me, maybe I convinced you of something. I had some sort of uh, astute observation that has piqued your interest. No, that's probably not true. But what do you got from a wager perspective? <laughs> you know, I like some teases this week. You oh, like, like right. playing teases? I, I don't do it much. Yeah, I, I usually do. You know, at least uh, one a week. Uh, you know, do my seven points for three teams. Uh, and uh, if I had to do teases, which would take away seven, uh, I'll take Philadelphia minus a half. Okay. You know, I can't. See, I, I can't see any way, shape, or form that the Cowboys win that game. Uh, none. I mean, really, I can't do it. Uh, how about the Rams minus two? Anybody seen the Seahawks win the game? I don't. And uh, <laughs> I was thinking about, uh, you know, KC minus 10. I'm not going to do that. I think that's when you do a tease, I think you really want to get <laughs> closer to pick em games rather than uh, doing something silly like that. And so I'm not going to do that. And I thought about the Falcons. But, you know, the, always a chance the Cleveland Browns could pull up an offset there. And mm-hmm. I think the Falcons, are, you'd only be getting uh, plus uh, a half there. So I'm not going to touch that. I think the other game I'm going to go for, if I was going to go for my little teaser, uh, is Chargers. I... I I, I'll say it again. I don't think the Raiders want to win. It's really rare I've said that in the NFL, but I, they're not playing to win, right? They traded Mac. You traded Cooper. You released Bruce Irvin. They don't want to win. They, they want to lose. They're playing for that number one pick. They're obviously playing for that number one pick. They don't want to win. Chargers coming over by good team. Uh, in the, Chargers are in the race uh, for the, uh, the AFC West, more or less, a playoff spot here. I'll take the Chargers minus three and a half. I think they'll, they'll cover that fairly easily. So if I'm going to go with T's here, give me the Chargers, the Eagles, and the Rams. All right. All right. I dig it. Um, 
Uh, I, I, I'm intrigued now. Maybe I will turn that way this weekend. I haven't done it much, but... Uh, They're fun. They are fun. You're right. You're right. And you, you're right. Uh, let's go... Win them, though. <laughs> let's go to Daily Fantasy. Uh, I have uh, DraftKings pulled up here. I know that's generally where you uh, take a look as well. We've already talked about Patrick Mahomes from a catch game perspective. I get it. You, you get the floor and enjoy it. Um, beyond him, though, what are some of the quarterbacks uh, you're looking to deploy this week if you're building multiple lineups? All right. Uh, you mentioned Mahomes is going to be in my main lineup, but there are plenty of other guys. Philip Rivers, 6,000. I just said it. The Raiders aren't trying to win. I think Rivers right. has a monster game. I do. My only worry about Rivers would be Dan, well, it could be 35-3 in the third quarter. And maybe he doesn't play. Right. You know, but then again, what I always say about that, though, well, 35. You already got your points. You should be good. Right. Right? Should be good. So I'm not really as worried about that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 5,900. Uh he is what he is. He's not a very good NFL quarterback, but he puts up good fantasy two points. All I care about, you know. So I think those are two guys I'm looking at the most. If I'm not going to go with my top choices here, Philip Rivers six thousand, Fitzpatrick fifty nine hundred. Uh, is it a Blake Bortles week? Forty nine hundred. God, I think he's so inconsistent. <laughs> I do think the Indianapolis Colts are such a bit. Could I throw him? I don't have him in any lineup now. Could I throw him in one just to you know play a? a I call it a contrarian line. Well, I was going to. All guys I can't stand just to see what's out there. Sure, but he won't be in any top lineups. Is, is that the self-hate lineup? Is that, is that how that works? Um, right, yeah, pretty much. Uh, what am I doing lineup? How can I possibly put this guy in lineup? That's uh, that's fun. I, I do, I kind of like Andrew Luck this week. Uh, I know Jacksonville's defense uh, is, is up there and you have some uh, good secondary uh, players there, but I like him as a contrarian play uh, with T.Y. Hilton uh, as a, a potential, and I get it. Like, I know Hilton's going up against Rant. Like, I get it. I understand it. Um, maybe uh, even some Andrew Luck and uh, Jack Doyle pairings uh, in some lineups, but beyond that, I think Mahomes is absolutely fine. I think that Jared Goff is fine. Philip Rivers is fine. Like, those are guys that you're going to see a, a pretty high ownership uh, as we go through the day. Uh, Baker Mayfield, too, at 5,400, I think, has to at least be uh, intriguing, along with uh, a pairing with Jarvis Landry. Uh, Talk running backs here. Top end guys always in play. Gurley, Gordon, Kamara, Hunt. I know you're going to uh, go Gurley and then build from there. I do think David Johnson is an intriguing play here. Tevin Coleman, I think, should be in a lot of lineups and pretty popular. Uh, Deion Lewis, obviously, has gotten his uh, target share and touches up, and he's at 4,600. Who do you got at running back? Well, you mentioned earlier in the show, and I agree with you, Aaron Jones, 5,000. Mm-hmm. Have a look at him here. Duke Johnson. Mm. 4,700. Yep. I know it's only been one week, but I have to assume, once again, I think they're going to need to score points. I think Lance going to score almost that will here, so they're going to have to put the ball in the air. I think Duke Johnson could be a play here as well. I think the change from offensive coordinator has ha, certainly has helped him. But whatever reason it might be, it's helped him. You want to go with the revenge game with Deion Lewis? I'm on board there. I think he'll get more than his fair share of chances. I don't think Chris Carson plays. So right. Mike Agreed. Davis at 4,300, yep. we're all going to be in on him. But yeah. and you know, on the lower-end guy I like, if you're looking for a, a lower-end guy, Capri Bibbs, 3,600. Okay. It comes down to Chris Thompson's out. I think they're going to be have to put the ball in the air. I don't know how much they're going to – I don't know how much traditional running they're going to be able to mm-hmm. do. So I think passing the, in the flat could be their run game here. Capri Bibbs at 3,600, if I need to go cheap, will be somebody I look at. All right, George, uh, closing out the show here in a couple minutes, so let's get through some wide receivers. Obviously, top-end guys like Michael Thomas are going to be popular simply because of the volume. Uh, I do think, I said before, I think New Orleans has a somewhat subdued offensive game here, uh, so I may not go. Michael Thomas still could have 100 yards, still could have a couple of scores. I love Brandon Cooks. Uh, 
Uh, I think he has some gigantic upside uh, in this matchup. Uh, we mentioned MVS earlier. He's down to 5K. I think he has some big upside. Uh, the Tampa Bay wide receivers, Deshaun Jackson and Godwin. Uh, what do you got here from wide receivers? All right, looking at the cheaper guys, you have a Christian Kirk, 4,900. Sure. Once again, Arizona going to have to put the ball in the air. If Fitzgerald's only 5,400, 50, I... I probably did. I'm going to have one of these guys in most of my lineups. Not both, but one will be in my lineups because I, I just think Arizona's going to have to put the ball in the air, and I like the price point there. Amendola at 4500 He's been paying off, mm-hmm. and I think, once again, they're going to have to throw the ball against Green Bay because they're going to be trailing here. Uh, Tyrell Williams at 4500 Almost certainly in my lineups. I'd be, I don't think the volume is going to be there, but I think I'd be shocked if he doesn't score at least one touchdown tomorrow. Well, George, what's, uh, what's the game you're looking forward to watching most this weekend? Well, the game this weekend, I don't think there's any truly great games Agreed. tomorrow. Uh, I mean, I guess New Orleans, Cincinnati are the two be- as, the, as far as the best game, NFL game. Two teams, you know, one division leader, one team in a wild card spot. That has to be the game that you're going to watch as far as that. As far as fantasy is concerned, man, that's which is always uh, tends to pique my interest, is that Washington-Tampa Bay game. Because I think a lot of points are going to be scored there. A lot of guys that are fantasy worthy here. As far as my own personal interest, it's in uh, Indianapolis and Jacksonville. I have a lot of guys on Indianapolis. Yeah, I, I, that's a game I'm actually looking forward to, seeing if uh, Andrew Luck can uh, have a big game against Jacksonville and Frank Reich can continue to, to pull the right strings with that offense as they move forward. Uh, the game I'm going to hate watch is the Bills-Jets. Being a Jets fan, this is the life I lead. Oh, God, um, yes. I'm, well, I, the thing is, I should actually get to see it uh, up in Massachusetts, I think. I keep getting Steelers games uh, in when the Pats aren't on, but the Steelers aren't on. Uh, the the Pats aren't on at one, so I should get Jets Bills so I can sit and self-loathe uh, as I watch it. And after today, when Rutgers loses by 70 to Michigan, it's going to be a fun football weekend for me uh, where the, the kids say, Daddy, why are you crying on the couch? Why, why, why are you crying? Because I made <laughs> bad choices, girls. I made bad choices of the teams I root for. But uh, with that said, uh, we are closing up shop here. Don't forget college football today coming up. At the top of the hour, you want to stay tuned for that. You can find George and I every weekend here, uh, every Saturday, I should say, 8 a.m. for Fantasy Sports Today. You find George on the network uh, all day tomorrow in the afternoon, bringing you updates and insight to uh, the NFL schedule. Uh, and you find George throughout the week over on rotoexperts.com. Don't forget that. Of course, find us on Twitter at George Kurtz and at Dan Stratford. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back with you next week right here on Fantasy Sports Today.